All right. All right. Here we are again. Okay. <laughs> Here we are again. Um, a tradition unlike any other where I go on a trip and then I come back and then <laughs> the wonderful Felipe Hernandez comes over to my apartment and we watch the photo album of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, how many pictures this time? Uh, I think around 1191. Those are the ones that made it to the album. I take a lot of photos, and like this is my first time in London. Whenever it's like my first time anywhere in a place, I like to take mm -hmm. a lot of photos. In this recent, um, um, and you forgot something. Thing. What? Your first time in London, you forgot something. Yeah, I'm, I think I did. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's coming. It says it should come by Thursday. By the way. Yeah. I got Felipe, so I got Felipe a Manchester United hat, but not from <laughs> what did I, I had to get it on Amazon. And the picture you always bunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Uh, there's not a lot of like sports stores. Here's what I'm gonna do moving forward on trips. Like the first one or two days, if I come across something mm -hmm. or like, I'll make sure to get it. It's usually I wait till the last day right. and then none of the places have what I'm looking for. You know, no. there's this place in Camden town that, that had these like hats and scarves and, but it was just, it, it was just poor quality and way overpriced. Right. So I got something <laughs> more expensive with better quality, I guess. Um, but yeah, we're back from London. And we have these wonderful photos. What do you think about these photos, photos so far? So Pretty good, good right? Really good. Great. It almost feels like you're there. Yeah. See, my theory is when I'm older... <laughs> no, I should say this. As we age, I think... Details of our experiences mm -hmm. will fade, you know, kind of like a the facade of a building mm -hmm. will kind of weather and uh, our memories aren't as sharp. So what I'll have is these awesome photo albums to look back when I'm, you know, uh, 80 years old. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if I'll live to 80. I don't yeah. know. But... But I'll have all these photos, and I think that's a really cool thing. And it's such minimal effort. All I am is framing and pushing a button. I've gotten really good at framing where, I, we might have talked about this before. That's a cool shot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, where I know what I, I kind of want, and I frame it in a way where almost all my photos are framed how I want them. So it's not like I have garbage stuff and I'm picking through all to finally pick a good one. They're like, they're all pretty solid. Uh, but these are some of the most interesting ones. And um, to review. Okay, so I was in London, got back. I've been back about two weeks. And I went out there because uh, I recorded with a band called Bone Lane. Uh, good friends of ours, both of ours, uh, yeah. Sammy and uh, bon. Matt Bones. And I love recording with them. Uh, we, You know, we, we all love each other. And... Um, they 
opened for Hobo Johnson, uh, five nights, five sold out shows, and they played with him on the West Coast, um, Vancouver, Seattle, Spokane, Bend, Portland, um, San Francisco, Fresno, Santa Clara. I might be missing a few. Um, and I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, man, I, I would love to be on that tour. Yeah. And being re- recording shows and hanging out. And um, the logistics are a little harder with that. Whereas here, there's five shows all in London. And with public transportation being in a big city, you can just get to all these places. It's not like you have to then road trip to every destination covering uh, the vastness of the the west western america uh, <laughs> geography over there um so they told me about the shows and i was like yeah i'm going <laughs> so, so uh so i went out there with them and um they they're close with uh frank lopes who is hobo johnson uh, there he is right there in that photo, who has a um, um, pretty pretty excited fan base, a lot of fans. I mean, so much so yes, that, yeah. you know, he sold out five shows and his whole tour is sold out and Hello. it's it's pretty wild. Um, but what's more impressive is him as an individual, as a human being. He's just so warm and kind and generous. Uh, just a, a great soul. And I was... Um, and uh, we became friends on the tour. Uh, we hung out a lot all together and individually. And it was just, uh, I'm grateful to just be a, uh, a part of it. I learned so much and it was, <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, it, fi- it feels like it just went, it just like went like that. Um, and so I guess I've had some time to process over the last two weeks, but definitely grateful. Um, to to everyone, I left for London and I came back having more friends. <laughs> right, that's a right. good trip. That means it's a good trip, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, great experience, incredible. Um, quite busy, I would say. Like, uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty go go go. Um, mm-hmm. I had one day open before. I gave myself a buffer when I traveled over there for jet lag. And um, the first day I went to the British Museum, I stayed at a place right across the British Museum. And then it was five straight days of shows every night. And it was cool to get in that routine and just like get crisper and tighter in uh, the stuff I'm doing for Mm -hmm. them, recording the shows. And um, then the last day I had by myself too and... um, went by the Tower of London. I didn't go in it, but I was in that area. Yeah. Went to the National Gallery, the Natural History Museum, and uh, then spent like three hours walking around trying to find a sports store to find a Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> to no avail. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, yeah. So, what questions do you have? We're watching. We're watching these photos. Okay. Uh, the the food. The food. Yeah. What you more eat or? 
So <laughs> as we've, we've talked about before, I'm not a foodie. I'm not someone who, like, when you go to a city, wants to check out the culinary scene. I'm mainly looking for, like, the cheapest, like, quickest food <laughs> on the go. That's not terrible, you know? Um, actually, I, I ate my breakfast every day. So I found I eat uh, oatmeal every day with blueberries and milk or water, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I went to a store and I bought porridge. Oats. Porridge. Porridge. <laughs> and um, I snuck it into my hostels. I stayed at hostels. I thought I was smart. Um, I would book hostels like a 10-minute walk from each venue. Mm-hmm. Thinking, oh, I just walk back after the show. And I didn't anticipate I have to be out at 10 a.m. in the mornings. And I can't yeah. check in till 3 p.m. at the places. <laughs> So there's a lot of uh, space in between of logistics and just like mental uh, <laughs> gymnastics. Uh, I did not enjoy yeah. that. But I would uh, I bought porridge, oats, and blueberries. And now just uh, pour water in it, put it in the microwave, and then yeah. eat that yeah. for breakfast. And then um, before the shows, I would get to the shows around like 5.36. So depending where it was, I'd be traveling from like 4.30 or something like that. But I would just get like, um, I'm really into caprese sandwiches. You know what that is? (laughs) It was like basil, pesto, tomato, mozzarella, and then like a baguette. Yeah. I love those. Love those so much. Um, So I... I'll eat basil. I'd eat those or like um, stuff at cafes. And then I would eat Middle Eastern food. Middle Eastern food is the food that yeah. I ate. It was like caprese sandwiches and then Middle Eastern food. Um, that's what I. That's what I primarily ate. Not too diverse in my culinary experience <laughs> of London. Um, it was the music over there. The music uh, of of what? You told me something for the punk. Yeah, roll. something I found. Pretty interesting. I've I've wanted to go to London since I was a little kid. Huge fan of the Beatles and um, what disappointed me is I didn't love London as much as I thought I would. <laughs> that was kind of disheartening, uh, you know, because you, you you have all these ideas of London and or I had all these ideas of London and. Um, what I didn't really account for was, like, it was, London's great. It's mm-hmm. a great city, obviously. Uh, so much to do, so many different kinds of people, so much history. and But it, it kind of was, um, it felt like I was, I, w- I jumped into the future where it was no longer summer, it was fall. It was, like, in the 60s, low 70s, yeah. which I actually loved. <laughs> I loved um, until all the rain. It rained like every day and it was always kind of cloudy and it's kind of gloomy. But the architecture, I'm working on a project where I'm taking photos of designs on building facades. Hmm. And so I'm actively looking at the architecture. And um, I did I just didn't like love the architecture in mm-hmm. London. It felt very kind of oppressive in a way and rigid where there were like perfect circles or perfect rectangles. 
kind of overbearing, no real like ornamentation, and yeah. that combined with just like the weather and um, I really underestimated the like the vibe of. It was almost like this, like elitism, where you you know you have such the the history of the royal, not necessarily the royal family, but the long history of kings mm. and queens of England, and you could like uh, feel that it was kind of like present, but at the same time, it almost like then it was like people. This is a gross generalization but either posh or punk so either like real prim and proper or like punk Punk. and so there's kind of this like rejection of that that vibe that the architecture gives off that the you know um, it's almost like this rebellion rebellion and so it makes a lot of sense to me how such great music has come out of Mm. London because it's kind of like uh, music is a form of expression. So you have people kind of expressing their yeah. dissatisfaction with society or the way things are. And so, you know, I'm walking down the street and there's people just like all tattooed, like, like <laughs> face down, yeah. piercings, like face down. Yeah. Uh, I was like, whoa, I, uh, I don't see that in America, Mm-mm. like ever. Um, so that was really interesting, just kind of this punk and posh, but I, I equally enjoy both. I like love both, yeah. you know, like I love, um, you know, the elegance yeah. and stuff like that, but I also love hanging out in metal yeah, bars man. and stuff too, and like, and the people and... Um, Didn't I mean like a punk because my uh, first band is a Sex Pistol. Yeah, Sex Pistols. Yeah, this one. Uh, I think this one in England. So they listen yeah. to this guy, like, wow, six big shoes, it's crazy. Yeah. The music always protest. I've, I've said this before where when I go to a place once, um, Apple used to have this thing on their phones where you put your thumbprint in and you get, like, an impression. But then they ask you to do it again around the edges to okay. fill in kind of those nuances. So with London, I got a big impression. And um, whereas if I would go back more and more, I would get more of those nuances. Mm-hmm. But something I, I kind of like, I just understood why things kind of are the way they are as far as just general knowledge I have. <laughs> like, so say the Beatles, um, they were able to kind of teeter this line where they were, they were the posh and punk, right? They were mm. both at the same time, which, you know, before, say, Brian Epstein, their, their manager who could be attributed for a lot of this, they were just like rough and tumble kind of guys, blue collar guys, <laughs> just playing. Okay. And then he was like, wear suits, like, wear, like dress up. And so then there's like a presentation that the Beatles are yeah. more prim and proper. And so they would be accepted by the posh crowd as well as kind of like the punk crowd. And so they were able to kind of do both of these things. And <laughs> like we said the other day, like 
uh, you're like, oh, Paul McCartney with the, uh, you know, oh, I want to be knighted. Like, you, you don't yeah. like Paul. You love John. John yeah. is the kind of more punk, and yeah, Paul was kind of, like, leading more them pop. posh more. But um, they were able to just, like, to to be there in London and kind of, kind of oh, like, feel that and kind of understand that. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. This might need, uh, like, more uh, John Lennon because more rock. That was the last place I went to. This uh, my last. Uh, that's a Da Vinci right there, at the gallery. Um, this place called Ricardo's. I thought of you. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. yeah. It's cool. London's cool, man. London's cool. Uh, but I. Um, this is a little Spencer out there, or I don't because you know I don't think so. Because like, always you know, know the uh, world country, the big city, and yeah. the is a little. I don't know, like, all the museums are free. I like the pictures, you see the street? Yeah. The pain? Yeah, we would go all over. We were in um, Shoreditch, Camden Town. I went to Hackney Wick. Um, Another area, not Canary Wharf, something more east. This is Camden Town right here. It's a little more gritty. Mm -hmm. Um, I like taking photos of ads. In places I travel to, I think it's really interesting. The, the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah, dude. That sandwich was so good. Espresso. I love just walking every twenty five feet, and there's an opportunity to buy espresso. <laughs> How many you? I would, I, would show, <laughs> I would show up to the shows, and then by the fourth show, third or fourth show, Alex, one of the managers, he's super cool. Um, he would make sure that everything logistically was going well. He was at all the shows. He's like, every time you, sh- you show up <laughs> with an espresso, I'm like, yeah, caffeine addiction. I, <laughs> I, like, it's amazing to me that I can just walk 25 feet and I can just get espresso. Um, but I, I, uh, I drink coffee twice a day, like once in the morning and then once in the afternoon. And I kind of stagger it a little bit. So that it was, I would have espresso kind of right before the show or getting ready. Because we'd be going on at like 7 or no, like 8, 8.30 and be done by 11. But then we would hang out at the pub or the spot till 2 a.m. Um, so I need to, you know, stay up. Yeah, yeah I, I need a little espresso. <laughs> but I have, I kind of like... My first day, I just got off the plane, dropped off my luggage at the hostel, and then I went to this place, uh, kind of right near there, called like Gaia or something. And I just sat on the street outside and just sipped on espresso and wrote in my notebook. And I was like, I want to do this all the time. <laughs> Every single day. I want to live like a 90-year-old man. Right now, like in my life, every day. <laughs> That's what I do here is like every morning I uh, have my morning routine, which includes me drinking coffee and just letting my mind wander, just writing. But I want to kind of now switch to, I've been looking at espresso machines. So I don't know. I love Anyways. it. They have one, one at my house for my nephew, the express. You have espresso machine? Yeah. What? I didn't know that. But no more use it. 
for like two years, no use here no more. Oh, well, let me know. Um, yeah, just again, like met so many cool people. Um, really grateful for the opportunity to be there and to be doing the things I was doing and. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. Just great people, great like great time. Like always, oh, you said you're me. I like my life. I love my life. I love my life. <laughs> yeah. It's a notorious thing. Uh, you'll bring up one of the more memorable moments we've had together <laughs> back in 2020 at a Halloween party on the south side in like Pilsen. Uh, our friend Justino's DJing. And we went down there, and then on the way back on Lakeshore Drive, <laughs> you want to tell the story? <laughs> yeah, the same time. You say, you and me, like, I love my life. Yeah. <laughs> this I love it. I never, never forgot. So then you'll bring, you'll, you'll bring it up to me. <laughs> I never forget what you said. I love my life. <laughs> yeah. I do. My life, my, I, I love my life, but also I'm living a life that I designed, like I'm doing these things because mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? These are the things I want to do. Okay, now I'm going to go do them. It's not an accident that I'm here. It's not a coincidence that I'm traveling to places I want to travel to mm -hmm. be working on the things that I'm doing to be, like it's intentional, I thought about it. This is what I want to do with my life. <laughs> so the result is I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, but that, that comes a lot from sitting down in silence, breathing, and just thinking, reflecting, asking myself tough questions, understanding mm. I'm not going to live forever, so what do I want to do while I'm living here on earth, right? Like, what are the things I want to be doing? Who do I want to be spending my time with? You know, all those different things. Um, and again, I love my life. <laughs> uh, okay. What are, no, 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 like, my, my life changed like you're my best friend. Yeah. Because my life only working, and now um, I'm going to go to the games for you together, or concert, yeah. or like, like not here. Yeah. Like no more to worse. Yeah. Now like, yeah. I love my life. You know, look at the picture. Yeah, you know what I love uh, about our relationship is it reminds me a lot of the relationship I have with my friends back home. Uh, and you've met, you've met some yeah. of them, but like we, we, when we're together, we're just joking around. <laughs> we're just having a fun time. It's just pretty relaxing and that's how I uh, I feel when we're together I feel relaxed yeah. I can just be myself which it might sound strange but um, you know people come from different backgrounds and people have different experiences and stuff but I feel like like we both come from kind of blue collar mm -hmm. working class backgrounds and we, we can kind of joke around that way and we understand that Whereas, like, sometimes I'm around uh, people where everything is always, like, boom, boom. Um, wow. 
everything has to be this grand statement on uh, this part of society or that or like, <laughs> and everything has to, you know, it's yeah. just like, can we just relax? People are people and, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my, my life now. I love you. I was, uh, yeah, everywhere I went, I was looking for a Grand Marnier. They didn't have it. See, I'm getting um, into French culture. I want to go to France. I want to go to Paris again soon. Okay. <laughs> well, so something, something I did recently, I wrote, on, I wrote on this board, what do I hate? And I wrote down <laughs> seven things I hate. And I think if you hate something, one, you should not hate anything. Hate is a form of like fear in a way, or there's something deeper, mm-hmm. and one should explore that. One of the things I wrote was French culture. <laughs> I've had combative experiences with French people and French culture uh, the last time I went to Paris, um, <laughs> but I think I think it's because I don't understand it. So I'm putting in effort right now. Um, to learn more about French culture so I better understand it so I don't hate that, right? And other things on that list um, I'm also exploring too. All right. If you hate something, that says more about you and your inability to be open-minded and and this need to control the world according to your own vision or perspective. Got to be open. Got to be relaxed and just like learn where other people and cultures yeah. are coming from. So, um, which is funny. On the last night, so we were we were all out and uh, Frank Hobo Johnson, you sent across from me and he asked me about this ring. He's like, "What is that? Is that like a, a, a English like crest or something?" I was like. It's actually a fleur de lis, <laughs> the emblem of uh, the French monarchy. <laughs> I'm reading the Louis XIV biography right now, and um, fleur de lis is a symbol of light, enlightenment, wisdom. <laughs> so, uh, this is one thing. Um, uh, I've been drinking Grand Marnier, which is a French liqueur, wine, Bordeaux. Um, Pastries, you know, just like yeah. wow. French stuff. Yeah. That's part of my. That's part of my my uh, becoming more open minded. Is I get to just explore all these things. Yeah, Instead of hating something, you should try to better understand it. So I'm doing that with French culture. <laughs> wow, French. All right, what else? What else are we thinking? Hmm. I was like, uh, you mentioned prices, right? Mm-hmm. So Sammy drinks uh, Dewar's scotch. And so the last night we were uh, celebrating, big group of us. I was like, Sammy, what do you want? He's like, scotch. So I went up and I asked if they had Dewar's and they didn't. But I saw they had Talisker, which is my favorite scotch. And I was like, how much do you charge for Talisker? 4.5 pounds. And I just, that like blew my mind. Because <laughs> where we work, we charge nineteen dollars a pour. 
And so I was like, give me a double of that. <laughs> and then give me t- another one. Give me two. Two doubles. And two doubles cost me 19.5 pounds. Wow. And uh, it's $19 here in the U.S. So that would be, I think, like around 20, 26 for two doubles of fantastic scotch. Which is very fitting. Keep. It was a good time. I, yeah. I like. I went to the National Gallery. Um, I'm really interested in Leonardo da Vinci. His biography is right here. Um, so that's kind of one of the things I enjoy exploring is da Vinci stuff. And um, I went to the British Library one time. Something I have to work on is my my process with. This is kind of the first time I've really recorded on the road, mm. and I had issues with uploading. Uploading was a problem because at the hostels, the internet was slow. So one day I went to the British Library. It was down the street from where I was staying. I'm like, the British Library's probably got more, uh, um, more quicker, quicker Wi-Fi. So I go there a little bit. But then there's this, like, Treasures of the British Library. I'm like, oh, what's in here? Right as I walk in, there's three pages from Da Vinci's notebooks. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) And you have a poem by Michelangelo. You have the original handwritten lyrics of In My Life by the Mm -hmm. Beatles and Michelle. And um, original scores of, like, Mozart and Beethoven. And the Magna Carta is there. (laughs) One <laughs> of the most important documents in human civilization. Uh, one night I couldn't find an espresso. I drank a Red Bull. That's what that photo was. I know, like, almost until you, like, you never drink a Red Bull. I don't drink, like, I drink coffee a lot, but, like, a lot of the other stuff I consume, I don't consume a lot of things with sugars or um, artificial ingredients. Mm-hmm. I try to stay away from that stuff. But I needed. Yeah, you need a. So there's this, uh, that photo reminded me. See, that was a cool spot. That was my favorite hostel. So I'd work there kind of during the day. Um, There's the British Library, right? And um, there's this store called, I call it Prep Manager. They used to have it in Chicago (laughs) before COVID. And there was a sandwich. It was like a, like a grilled chicken, balsamic, vinaigrette baguette with like mozzarella and, and like arugula or something like I that. Arugula. This fantastic sandwich. And as you know, I I don't like mayo or ranch or things that look like <laughs> yeah. that. I detest it. And so I'd go into they have all these it's a, like a French kind of fast casual company, mm. Pret Mangier maybe. And so they're all over the place. And so I'd walk into all of them to see if they have that sandwich, and they don't. And every single sandwich has mayo on it. Every single one. So actually the last day when I was at the airport in the food court, they had one. So I'd go check, and they had a sandwich that didn't have mayo Mayo. on it. So I, I bought it. And then so I sat over in the food court area at this table. And so I'm starting to eat my sandwich and then 
this young woman comes up to me and she asks if she can sit sit down across from me okay. at my, my table. I was like, yeah, sure. So then me and this, this woman are just sitting down, <laughs> not talking. And I'm looking around mm-hmm. and there's all these open mm-hmm. tables. And so it's like, it's like I gotta say something. And we're in an airport, so naturally a good question is like, oh, so where are you headed, right? So she lives in Jerusalem and is from Los Angeles. She moved to Jerusalem and this was going to be her first time back to the U.S. And she had moved there. She's um, studying to be a paramedic, but she knows Hebrew and... um, she really loves the city. And we just got into this really deep conversation about, um, well, somehow I got in, into talking about how I only wear four colors, of course. <laughs> so she like, she, you know, looked at my attire and then we were talking about fashion and cause I also, she asked what I was doing and I talked about recording and I also recorded with a friend, uh, Cecilia um, in the Clapham, neighborhood of London and we talked a lot about fashion so I was talking about that and I'm really interested in design and fashion right now and and then um you know then I talked about what she was wearing she had like a few earrings right here like these hoops that look really cool um but then we were talking about religion and um just like living intentionally and and we talked about like rules like placing rules on oneself. Like with me wearing four colors, I do that so that it puts kind of boundaries on myself. So it, mm. it disciplines my consumption, right? So if I'm out and about, I see something cool, my first thing, the, the process I have to run my mind through is, is does this fit into the, the colors that we're going for? And if not, then no, I can't buy it, right? So uh, it helps reduce, <laughs> reduce consumption and, and just it makes life a lot easier for me. And we talked about that with religion and how I said to her that religion poorly communicates that about the rules and the, the ideas that the religion sets to follow in a way, in accordance of um, the faith, it seems more like um, punishing an individual rather than like freeing them. Whereas like, if you're not living by certain rules, then your life is kind of chaotic and all over the place. So we were just like talking about those things and we showed each other our uh, our phones, mm-hmm. the way it's set up and how we use them. So she barely had any apps on her phone. And I have one page of apps on the, the first screen. Yeah. Um, everything is sort of a distraction and try to bring that discipline into one's kind of digital space well as well 
because then it affects your like mental well-being mm-hmm. and everything. But it was just a really amazing conversation because this was right as I was about to. So I was going to eat and then write and then get on the plane because that's what I usually do on trips at the airport. I love writing and kind of recapping yeah. and just kind of uh, reflecting on the trip. What did I learn? What am I going to do differently when I come back uh, type of thing? How am I a new person kind of thing? Mm. And instead, I had this conversation with her. It almost felt like she was an angel. And, and then we, we both just went our separate ways. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, that was amazing. Right. Like to have this deep conversation with this stranger who lives in a, a whole other side of the world. And it's just like beautiful, yeah. you know? And so I'm, I'm starting to think as I think more about <laughs> it, like that she was like this angel that was just sent to just... Um, help me take a step back more and appreciate life, the life that I love, you know? Um, <laughs> I feel a lot more relaxed now. Yeah, right. Not necessarily from... Uh, the last few days, I felt, I feel pretty relaxed. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited. So, the next... You fly New York, so you have a now like you want a New York, or you take like a, like short price for you for you fly. You know you you always you take it in your book. Yeah. But like okay, um, one day and something, but you try like one day you know more. And your book. Like no writing. Yeah, no writing. I did that this morning. I didn't write. <laughs> I, I've been finding in my journal over the last, I don't know, um, unfortunately, I would say like a year and a half, two years, that they just have, the writing has become quite redundant in my journal. Um, it's like every day I'm just writing kind of the same stuff over and over telling myself, writing down what I need to do for the day and like why and why it's important and like, uh, and just like discipline and mindset and uh, positivity, long-term thinking. But it's like, it's just kind of boring to me now. And so like today I didn't do it. Instead, I've been working What I need to do, I think, or what I'm going to do is now kind of like invert it where last night I'm building a new like night routine. I don't have like a night routine really. And I think I could get better at it. All right. I think I could use that time wiser. So last night I... Just listening, I just listened to uh, some French jazz <laughs> and uh, I made some tea right. and some herbal tea and uh, lit some candles. And I just, I just like, I just sat here where I am now and just let my mind wander like I do in the morning. 
And I did, then I brought my journal out and I wrote down what I did during the day, mm-hmm. but more like a list, but then also wrote, um, wrote on the side of it as well. All right. And I'll probably do more of that moving forward. And then in the morning, use that time I would for writing to do something more creative, like this project I'm working on, uh, the new book. Putting, putting that time of writing and like freshness, my mind being fresh mm-hmm. into something that will be more of a vehicle for something else rather than oh, just cool. my own individual journal in a way. Cool. Yeah. Do you go with also the picture, your favorite band, and I'm... Yeah, I love my <laughs> life. It's good. Um, Yeah, I'm really grateful for a lot. I'm excited. It feels like a new chapter. It feels mm-hmm. like after London now and really th- rethinking, reflecting on some of the like habits and routines I have. It feels like I'm now like starting at the beginning again of whatever this chapter is. I don't know what it will be. I know how I want it to go, but, um, and then just doing, doing those small steps. I'm focusing more on the beginning and starting at small steps again, just small, right. small steps. And, uh, they'll add up. Good job, man. Beautiful, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, beautiful. Uh, and I've Looking enjoyed good. coming back to Latte. Latte didn't interrupt us today. I feel I feel very honored that she lies there because so I sit in that chair every morning at that table and then she'll come and then lie right there while I'm <laughs> writing and they uh, wait for you yeah I think she likes me a lot yeah <laughs> I like her too hey latte latte You see your ears perk up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> latte, latte. <laughs> Isn't she adorable? Yeah. She's so adorable. Uh. <laughs> see, but this is, okay, I'm learning, <laughs> I've probably mentioned this before. So I'm, I'm learning more about women by the observations I've made watching the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shower. Oops. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for recapping. It's been good to mm-hmm. talk more at length. I've talked about the London trip a lot, but it always feels kind of redundant, whereas this is kind of more of like a, um, what do you call that? Lawn form session, talking about digesting Definitely. the trip and stuff. So it's fun. That's really funny, a lot of pictures. Yeah, lots. Always you go to a different place, more and more and more and more yeah. pictures. Like I said, memories are going to fade. The details yeah. of our memories fade. But I'll like, when I'm 80 years old and I see this photo, it's no, yeah. de- you can't deny the photo, right? But your memories can be denied, like they yeah. can be, you know, you start to remember what you want to remember or how you think it was, so... 
this is how that street looked like on that day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at this. It's cool. Yeah, thanks for letting me... Uh, so this is in London. Talk about the it. The train. Yeah. The tube. The tube. So she, she was talking to somebody, and I couldn't tell if she was really angry or if she was just speaking in French. <laughs> I couldn't tell. So I took a photo of her. I'm like, this is a, a memorable moment. Like, I don't... Yeah. She seems really upset. She seems really angry. Or is, is she just speaking in French? I can't tell. I can't get in <laughs> Say my favorite part. You want to know my favorite part of the trip? There were many, I mean, many great things. Uh, I, I met new friends. I met up with uh, friends from before. And uh, including a friend who lives in Hackney Wick. And uh, him and his wife just had a baby. So uh, we went out, we got pizza, and they took me to some breweries. And um, turns out a pint in England, in London, is a little bigger than in America. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, great seeing them. But also one of the, I think it was my second night, I'm walking back from the venue where we played. And we had stayed there and like hung out. Then we went to Five Guys afterwards, <laughs> which is a like American chain. And I was walking back. This was probably like one thirty, two in the morning. And I'm walking past the British Museum right there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like the only one out. And it's like, wow, this is the British Museum right here. And I just came from my friend's show they just played in <laughs> london i'm in london this is crazy <laughs> that so that was a real intimate moment um that was a really cool moment actually yeah so and life is full of moments so appreciate <laughs> the moments yeah right and the people you make those moments with cheers cheerio for the moment for the moments